0: The EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast and simulcasting here on Locker Room is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball and the NHL, they've got you covered. Just go to betql.com and use the promo code SGP30. That's betql.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no VIG betting. That's right, no VIG betting. That's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's b e t t o r edge.com and the promo code SGP. So we're here with our midweek EPL show. It's the first EPL show of March. Therefore, that means there is no better time to sign up at Lockbetting.com. We have just had a monster, monster month. 24 winning days out of 28 in the month of February. That's 24 and 4. It was our best month so far to date. If you exclude the months where most of our futures conclude, which is usually May time, where you have all of those soccer futures cashing, excluding those huge months, this was one of the biggest. We've won in the NBA nearly every single night. We destroyed the Australian Open tennis tournament. We were 10-2 on winning days, or only, t- only two losing days, 6-3 with our futures, which included picking the two winners of the tournament and taking Medvedev to win his quarter for a 2.5-unit play. We really did smash things in February, and there is no... better time to sign up than the 1st of March where you can get the entire month. I usually say to people, don't sign up in the middle of the month. But had you signed up in the middle of the month, you still would have made a shed load of money because on the 21st of February, we went 15-1 in one one night with our NBA picks and props. We're also 73% in the NHL. And as you guys have been listening to the soccer podcast, we have made an, an incredible recovery in soccer. We had a bad end to the month of December. There were sticky patches in January. That really didn't exist in February, we are well back on track now. Well back on track now. So sign up for the lockbetting.com site. Head over to lockbetting.com to do that for the start of the month. If you don't want to go for the top premium package, there's a soccer package there. There's a podcast package there as well. You can just sign up to get all of the podcast contents. That will include WWE, boxing, tennis, all of the bonus soccer shows, including the European show. All the European show individually is available for just ten dollars a month. That's two dollars fifty a week for a premium soccer picks show to follow me on Twitter guys just head over to at SGP soccer that's at SGP soccer I'll be trying to drop some more free plays now especially at the start of the month where I'm trying to entice people to to sign up for lockbetting.com but nothing should entice you more than the spreadsheet alone I've now delivered 93 months in a row of consecutive tracked transparent profit and every spreadsheet every bet every single penny is accounted for nobody else is as transparent as me there are other cappers on Twitter but they are at Absolute clowns! Just go and have a look at top tier picks, and look what that dickhead did this weekend, losing 150 units for his clients. Do you want to really put your faith in idiots like that, like Fredo, all the and, and Las Vegas Freeze, all of these guys that blindly play overs and overs and overs and overs, and, overs and both teams to score and don't give you no analysis, and are just faceless clowns. This is the competition. There is no competition. There is no competition when it comes to transparency and consistency and having a tracked record and being able to come on here and and put your face to your picks and being able to analyse the game properly via audio. Where's the competition? Show me the competition. There is no competition. It's right here on the EPL show. This is the only place to get your soccer content from here on the Soccer Gammon Podcast, rather, on the EPL show, on the Bundesliga show and the Champions League show that we do as well. So that is the spiel. I'm not going to hit it too hard because... um, Well, I hit it harder than usual because it's the start of the month, but I don't need to. Every month, the pinned tweet... On the at SGP soccer page is always going to be my PL, and the PL speaks for itself. And that's all I need. All I need is a PL, and that's it. That's really all I need. These other clowns, they don't have one. In fact, they don't even have a clue. But um, that's up to you who you follow, who you track, who you want to go with. It's not really down to me. I have my service, I win you money, and um, it's your choice where you go from there. Let's begin with these games. We start with Manchester City. They have the eight o'clock kickoff tonight. Uh, which is just in three hours' time, a little under three hours' time. They're at home to Wolverhampton Wanderers. They are the wonderful favourites to win this game. It's 5-1 to one on the draw, and it's 12-1 to one on Wolves. Um, if anybody wants to talk about any of these games, if uh, you're waiting for a particular team or whatever, just chime in when your team comes about, and uh, we'll try and get you on here. For this particular game, It seems like another comfortable win here for City. It now looks like they are going to comfortably cruise to this Premier League title simply because they came through a period where they didn't have Kevin De Bruyne and won every single game, whereas teams around them, including my Manchester United, continue to collapse and drop points. We're now 12 points behind. Nobody's going to make up 12 points on this City team uh, I said at one point that they shouldn't be the one to six favourites with the run in that they had, and they hadn't really been tested without De Bruyne. Well, they've been tested now. And also their defence has remained consistent throughout. To go through this Premier League season and concede as little, little, as fewer goals as they have, and to have these 15 clean sheets and these, these ridiculous number of clean sheets across all competitions, including the Champions League as well, where they now have six clean sheets from seven Champions League games, they are playing like not only Premier League winners, but they are playing like a team who should win the Champions League this season. So looking for a play here is difficult because obviously you're not going to take Manchester City at one to four. But what you can just easily do here is just continue to ride this City team to win to nil. I understand that it didn't cash at the weekend, but I didn't pick it at the weekend. I had a feeling that this West Ham team would score. West Ham seem to be uh, having an incredible season at the moment, and you can't just blindly lump them into the category of teams that are going to lose to City without troubling the score sheet. However, Wolves do fall under that category. So whereas it is a square play, whereas it is a repetitive play, maybe you're looking at this and going, oh, Billy, you play this play nearly every single week. Well, when did it lose for you? The only time I didn't play it, really, as of late, was against West Ham. And it was the right time to not play it because West Ham ended up scoring a goal in that game. Plus, when we looked at the team sheets, if had we been on the to bet, we may have taken um, a different a different direction in play when we saw that Manchester City made so many changes to the team. But here we get back on track here with the play. It's available at 5-6, minus 120. City have won to-nil in 10 of their last fourteen Premier League matches and as you are getting this player around about four to five or even money, you could be playing it blindly at this point. And if you're hitting ten out of fourteen, you would be making money regardless. Don't that doesn't matter who the opposition are, whether it be Man United or Liverpool or whether it be Sheffield United or West Bromwich Albion, you would be making money here playing this blindly. Wolves have scored just 27 goals in 26 Premier League games this season. They have never recovered from the absence of Raul Jimenez. Whereas Manchester City have scored fewer than three goals in eight of their last 14 league games. Therefore, if you want to take the same play we took in the week or at the weekend rather of Manchester City and under 4.5 goals, I would in no way dissuade you to take the safer play. It's available at four to six in this one, and I have no doubts that that will cash as well. But obviously, there's a little bit more of a payout here at five to six taken. Manchester City to win to nil. But either way either or do it however you want to do it, Manchester City will win this game. They should keep a clean sheet and we definitely won't see five goals scored here and uh, I think these are very very this is a very very easy game to start the show off here with this one. Moving on to Wednesday, we have Burnley at home to Leicester. And Leicester are doing what they did last season, which is looking like they're going to relinquish a Champions League position that they've held. There is doesn't seem to be much competition coming up behind them though. Last season, Man United went on an incredible run post lockdown. They also had a pretty easy running, and they were able to catch Leicester. Here, I think that Totten- uh, sorry, that um, Manchester City, are obviously going to win the title. Chelsea and Man United look like shoe ins to be in second and third place, probably in the league. And fourth place looks like it is up for grabs. We're now looking for someone from behind Leicester to make a run for them to be in any kind of danger. That I think would mainly come from Tottenham and Liverpool, probably mainly Liverpool. So, and and that may seem disrespectful to West Ham. So, have not even mentioned them. If if West Ham. Do end up finishing in that top four and maintaining this form that they've that they've given that they've had throughout the rest of the season, then I'll look pretty foolish because a numerous podcasts have completely disregarded him and spoke about being between Leicester, Tottenham, and Liverpool for fourth place. Even though West Ham occupied one of the positions uh, occupied one of the positions as of late quite regularly, uh, I, I just don't think that that squad and, and that and that manager. There's nothing wrong with Moyes in particular as a manager, but he's not at a level where he's going to he's going to guide any teams into the Champions League I think this is his level managing a West Ham managing an Everton overachieving but then when it comes to seeing things through David Moyes isn't going to be a guy that delivers you Champions League football and, uh, and delivers you trophies either I know Moyes himself has spoken about feeling that he is a top level manager I don't I think he's very very good much like um, Brendan Rodgers and David Moyes both kind of on the same level of bringing clubs up to a certain point, um, maybe over, even overachieving in some places. But I think once they take the step up, if someone came in here and gave West Ham 200 million to spend, for example, in the summer, I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with Moisey being the man to, to spend it. But as I said, getting back to this game, I do think it'll be between Leicester, Liverpool and Tottenham for this fourth spot. And they need to start winning games here. Someone's just sent a message. Uh, if you don't trust Leicester, would you lean under then? Well, I... Um, it's it's a tough one because Burnley have have these spells where they are just so defensively solid and difficult to break down. And then they get themselves into, and they usually have those spells when they're getting themselves into a position where they need to get out of trouble. They, they, they go on two or three game runs of bad results and they get themselves back into trouble. And then all of a sudden, we see Burnley having four or five match unbeaten runs and uh, and suddenly they're no longer in the relegation conversation. But the odd thing is, is that we've seen teams dip in and out throughout the season. West Prom got themselves a win recently. Fulham have gone on an unbeaten run, but a lot of those have been draws. We've seen Brighton get out of it and then come back into it. And it's an interesting statistic about Brighton. We're not going to cover Brighton here on this show, but in the last two games they've had 25 shots on targets that on target their opponents have had five shots on targets and um, Brighton have lost both of the games with five shots on targets against them Brighton have lost both of the games where they have a combined 25 shots on targets and missed two penalties in one game so for me that just feels like very very poor kind of relegation form but as I said. Burnley could be a team that gets sucked in there as well. The statistical data, obviously, at the moment goes against Leicester. Burnley have won three of the last four home games against Leicester. Burnley have lost just two of the last 10 Premier League home assignments. Leicester are playing this game without Harvey Barnes and James Madison. And Leicester have conceded exactly one goal in four of the last six league away fixtures. So it's difficult to make a case here with all those players missing for Leicester to win this game and to be able to find the two goals they'll probably need to win this game. Therefore, I am going to take Burnley on the double chance off the back of a poor performance against Tottenham at the moment. But eventually there will be a good spot here to take Leicester and it won't just be a case of having Barnes and Madison back. Well, Barnes ain't going to be back. Barnes isn't going to be back until the end of the season, but it's not just going to be a case of waiting until Madison comes back. This is a Leicester team that have had two really, really bad results. Exiting the Europa League to Prague is really, really unacceptable for for Leicester and um, they, they will be looking to get off this slippery slope at some point. But I think Burnley's a difficult place to go to and I think both of these teams... Would I wouldn't know if they'd be happy with a point, but I don't think they'd be overly disappointed with this one finishing as a draw. That that's what I'll say. But yeah, I'm going to go for Burnley on the double chance here to avoid a defeat. I just don't think this is the, quite the right spot to take Leicester yet, especially as an even money favourite. Up um, next, we have Sheffield United versus Aston Villa, where it's eleven to four on Sheffield United, twenty three to ten to draw, and eleven to ten here on Aston Villa. Sheffield United are down They're not going to be able to get out of this situation I think this is a nice spot to take Aston Villa To to pick up another win That'll be back-to-back wins Off the back of winning away to Leeds Sheffield United have lost each of the last Four Premier League matches Villa have taken seven points from nine On offer away from home as of late And this Sheffield United team has scored just one goal In the last four assignments combined And Aston Villa beat Sheffield United 1-0 when the teams met in September I wouldn't be surprised to see the same scoreline whether Grealish makes this, makes this or not, I still think that Aston Villa will end up winning this game against a very weak Sheffield United team who, who aren't going to stay up. Um, and I also love the under in this one. I think I almost like it even more than Villa because I just don't see three goals here in this game. So under 2.5 at 4-5 to five with a lean on Villa to win this game on the money line here in this one. So, these games, this uh, Burnley Leicester game and the Sheffield United Aston Villa game were the six o'clock kickoffs tomorrow. There's one game happening at 8 15, and it's Man United's trip to Crystal Palace, where we are the one to two favourites to win this game. It's 18 to five to draw, and it's 13 to two on Palace. 12 points the eye now with that draw against Chelsea. That was a very, very good game here for us here on the show. If you listened to everything that I said, you would have cashed the under, you would have cashed Man U on the double chance, and you would have had a sprinkle on the nil-nil draw. So you would have absolutely cleaned up listening to the EPL show at the weekend, especially with that Manchester United game against Chelsea. Unfortunately, though, that result does pretty much end United's title. Hopes will be looking to secure second place now. And then for trophies, we'll be looking at the Europa League. And the FA Cup, and I really do like our chances of of winning the Europa League. They don't, Manchester City are in the FA Cup, so it always makes it harder. But we are, without a doubt, the best team in the Europa League. And in the FA Cup, I still think we can get to, get to a final if we can avoid City, because I do think that we're, we're catching Leicester at the right time. When we play Leicester, I'm not sure that Madison and Barnes will be back. And um, obviously, the away game factor makes no difference. In fact, Man United's away results have been better this season. Although, as of late, we're getting a lot of draws, so we do need to start winning those games. It's probably acceptable to draw away to Chelsea, but here against Crystal Palace, who are still without Zaha, this should definitely be a win. It's almost value on United, just taking him here at 1-2, to minus 200 to win this game. But I think we'd be comfortable here... Th- chucking on the under 4.5 goals in this one to give it a little bit more of a boost. That takes the play to 4-5. to five. I'm a lot more comfortable than that. Even if Palace can find a net, the uh, under 4.5 goals will still cash because I don't see Man United scoring more than three here against a Palace team that are difficult to break down, but they don't have much in attack from Zaha. So I doubt they're going to be contributing contributing a plethora of goals to this bet. Obviously, when you take an under 4.5 goals, if the other team score two goals, you're dead because in order to win, United need to score three to counteract Palace's two. Palace aren't scoring two. They might not even score one. So Man United and under 4.5 goals will be the play here. Uh, the supporting data here tells you that um, both teams will find a net, but all data I think is disregarded over situations. Sometimes you've got to be uh, take an un-American approach. It's very Americanized to blindly play stats and, and not know anything about soccer and, and not know about the situations and not know what the what the statistical data is of Crystal Palace playing without Zaha. This seems to be where your American handicappers on Twitter fall short. I would simply look at this and see that both teams have scored in four of the last five meetings between Palace and Man U. Both teams have scored in six of Man United's last seven away games against the clubs in the bottom half. And uh, United have, but 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 here's here's the key one: United have won each of the last five trips to Crystal Palace and have averaged one point five goals per ninety minutes across the last ten away assignments. Looking at those bottom two bits of data that I've pulled up, that's why United win this game because Palace won't be able to find two goals here in this game, uh, and Man United will find two at least but but not as many as four to to destroy this bet here for you moving on where are we um I'm just finding my page i'm on my betting page here and not the uh, fixtures page okay so moving on to thursday we start with fulham at home to tottenham where fulham are the three to one underdogs it's 12 to 5 the draw, and it's even money on tottenham at some point liverpool or tottenham or even Arsenal to a lesser extent. Someone has to get on a run in order to pressurise Leicester here for the final Champions League spot. And I just think that these teams have been in such a poor run of form. People are almost snake bitten now from taking them in so many spots where they think, oh, Tottenham are going to go on a run and Liverpool are going to go on a run. And and it's, and they've just been snake bitten so many times because these runs aren't happening. It's a freaky geeky season where where normality isn't just coming to the forefront here. Um, I, I I'm gonna try and, and play it one more time. I'm gonna go and ride here with Tottenham off the back of dismantling Burnley they're a better team than Fulham They should have beaten Fulham in the home game. They dominated the first hour of the game. Then Jose Mourinho mistakenly tried to sit on a 1-0 and they ended up getting a 1-0 draw at home to Fulham. I'm not sure that Mourinho won't make that mistake again, but it's worth taking Tottenham here at evens. The problem with Mourinho is that he doesn't have the defence here that he's had in other jobs. Ever since he's come back to the Premier League, yes, he won a league with Chelsea, but then he got sacked. Then he got the Man United job and we didn't have the defenders to implement the Mourinho part of the bus counter attack style tottenham don't necessarily have the defensive attributes to 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 implement that style and come through with it either so i'm going to take this call here from roger peters hold on where is it yo hey how you doing how you doing you're on roger you're on what are we talking about I just joined uh we're up to the tottenham game fulham tottenham oh the Tottenham game mm, okay What did you? Is there a game you wanted to talk about this week? No. I think you wanted to talk about a different game. yeah, so so what we're going to do here is we we, we are going to continue to, to ride this Tottenham team. Uh, so I was making my point that Mourinho doesn't have the defense here to to implement his style of tactics. You need a world class defense and two world class holding midfielders to to maintain what Mourinho wants to do, which is basically counter attack teams get ahead early in the game and shut down, make players make the other teams overcommit and then in that situation go for the second goal. It all seems nice in theory, but you need to have be very, very in sync back four and holding midfielders. And in this modern day game, with the number of fixtures that you get with tiredness, you have to rotate. And everybody that rotates in needs to be doing and, and being in sync with exactly what you what you want to do. So it's not easy when one centre back takes a knock or one centre back needs a rest or you rotate your full backs or you're holding midfielders aren't in sync with your centre-backs. He tried to give Hoiberg a whole bunch of game time. At the start of the season, Hoiberg was a player that you could have put in the team of the season, the way he started the season. But he's obviously had a drop-off because when you're playing every game, it's not like playing every game in a regular season. The midweek and weekend dichotomy this season is so much more regular than it has been before. And then you chuck in the fact that Tottenham have got European, European football as well and with the europa league now coming into the later stages it's going to be even more difficult for tottenham where they you know where they have to start committing their bigger players to make sure they get through to these ties so far tottenham have lucked out with with easy games and they have been able to almost have two teams which is why it's surprising why the seams have, have come out of place over the Christmas period. But here, I think against Fulham, they are the better team. And looking at the first game, I think Tottenham will be able to win here and get a, get the much-needed back-to-back. Although it's not a play that I, that I give out with much confidence. Like, it's not something that I would necessarily lock, looking at all of the rest of the slate that we have here to choose from. So Tottenham on the money line would be my play, but it's tentative. It's not something that I would be locking up if we were still doing locks here on this show I think I feel the same about the next game here uh West Brom here at home to Everton West Brom are available here at 16 to 5 it's 13 to 5 the draw and it's even money here on Everton West Brom have, have just come off the back of keeping a, a clean sheet, which is something that I didn't expect them to do. Because Sam Allardyce teams always keep clean sheets. It's always something that he goes in and, and sorts out. But this team haven't been playing the Allardyce way. Therefore, if Allardyce isn't able to strengthen up a defense, it makes it very, very difficult for him to keep teams in leagues. And so far, he has a 100% record of keeping teams up. I think that's going to fall apart here with West Brom. West Brom aren't going to stay in the league this season. I do think they're going to make a little bit of a fight of it now towards the end of the season. But I think it's too little too late. They are going down with Sheffield United and one other. And that one other probably comes out of the pack of uh, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Burnley and Brighton. But here, this is a game where they could get something. They played very, very well in a defeat to Everton. If you look at the score and see that they got battered 5-2, you'd think that it was a one-sided game. But numerous points in that game game. West Brom were well in it and uh, were ahead at one point as well. But this isn't going to be a West Brom team that attack as as fluidly as Savan Bilic's team, but it will be a team with a little bit of defensive, more defensive organisation. And I think West Brom fans will be hoping that that's the right blend and also hoping that they can take advantage of catching Everton off a Monday-Thursday dichotomy. I don't. I think Everton will still win this game. Much like Tottenham, we are looking at a team here that need to go on a run. They are also in that Champions League conversation as well. On paper, Everton are as good a team as Leicester. Obviously not as good as Tottenham and Liverpool, but on paper they're as good as Leicester. So perhaps they could be another one added to that conversation as to who will occupy this fourth place. But they need to find some consistency see their home form just isn't good enough but on the road they have been better they've avoided defeat in each of their last eight league away games including that 3-3 draw against Man U and the 2-0 win in the Merseyside derby away to Liverpool that will always be their result of the season they've built on that with a 1-0 win against Southampton on Monday and they come here obviously as a favourites to win at West Brom they've won each of their last two Premier League fixtures uh, they hammered West Brom 5-2 when the teams met in September but as I said that game didn't play out as a 5-2 if you actually look at how it how it did play out and uh, West Brom have won just one of their last seven home games under Sam Allardyce but that did come in the last game and they did look a little bit more defensively secure so I think this will be a low scoring game I do think it falls in the under category um, possibly under three I wouldn't take it as high as as under two and a half because I can see West Brom scoring here but I just think Everton and I, I just think Everton would be, would be able to edge them out if they do score. And in that sense, that would give you a push at least. But it wouldn't surprise me also to see Everton grinding out a win here, maybe 1-0, maybe 2-0. But ultimately, I think Everton continue this run going. That will be three wins in a row. But much like the Tottenham game, this isn't a team that I want to rely on. Therefore, this wouldn't be something that falls under lock into the lock category or anything like that final game here is the game of midweek, at least on paper. It is Liverpool versus Chelsea. It's a must-win game here for Liverpool. Liverpool are available here at 6-5. It's 5-2 to draw and it's 21-10 on Chelsea. We spoke a lot about runs here on the show. With Liverpool are on a run of losing four games in a row at home. Chelsea are more than capable here of making it five. The problem with Chelsea is is that despite the fact they are unbeaten under Tuchel, they haven't been able to find a way to score goals. I do think that they're a live underdog in this game. But looking at the way Chelsea have played under Tuchel and looking at how many unders have been cashing, and that has to really be the play here for this one. Plus, there's a ridiculous statistic out there of when the top six teams play each other, the, the under has cashed in every single game except two. So why would you not ride that, especially looking at how goal-shy Chelsea have been and Liverpool themselves have? Otherwise, if they weren't goal-shy, how would they have lost four home games in a row? And when they lost those home games, they only scored one goal in all four of those games. They didn't score against Brighton. They didn't score against Burnley. They didn't score in the Merseyside derby against Everton. So we have high, high data here for an under and we're getting a great price. We're getting it a profit tongue twisted myself there getting it a plus money here at 11 to 10. look at the uh, reasoning here under 2.5 goals have been scored in eight of Chelsea's nine games on the Thomas two Show Liverpool have scored just one goal in their last five home league games combined. Chelsea are unbeaten in nine fixtures since Tuchel's appointment and Liverpool failed to win any of their last six home league assignments. So there you go, a lot of stuff there and a lot of reasoning to take Chelsea maybe as a as a pick. I'm not sure if I want to risk it on the money line. I certainly like Chelsea on the double chance market to avoid a defeat. But I love, love, love the under here and I'm so surprised we're getting it a plus When you look at the statistical data of the top six playing each other, and especially when you factor in the data evolving around these two teams, don't see three goals here. So I'm going to take the under at 11 to 10 in this one. And that is your show. That's all the games here for this week. I'm going to say it again, as I said at the top of the show, we have just come off a monster monster month over at lockbetting.com. We've made profit in every single sport other than the UFC. Getting really sick of the uh, the UFC at the moment. It just seems too unpredictable. I've really, really scaled back my units in that, so it's not really been too damaging. But in the NBA, we've won nearly every single night, including 15 in one day on the 21st of February. Props and picks landing every single night. 73% in the NHL. Soccer's back on track. We've just destroyed the Australian Open tennis, which included going... 14, uh, 12 and 2 with winning days across the 14 days that it happened. 9 and 3 with our futures, picking both winners and a 2.5 unit winner on Medvedev to win his quarter at evens. So there is no better time to sign up. We are heading for our 94th consecutive month of transparent track profit. No clown on Twitter can give you that. And these guys ca- capping soccer are an absolute joke. Just go and have a look at the top tier picks account, top tier picks, top tier picks underscore. Go and have a look. Go and have a look at Freddo. Go and have a look at Las Vegas Freeze. Go and have a look at all of them. They are all clowns. They are all losing. They are all pathetic. They all are faceless. They all don't have a clue what to do in this sport. this is the only pla- This is the only platform, the only place where we are giving out winners here in soccer. And we're doing it during a massive, massive rough patch. Well we spoke we spoke before the game about the they are the making a lot of excuses to meet up in bad champions. Yeah, sorry, couldn't resist putting in that audio. Love listening to Roy Keane bashing Liverpool. But getting back to my point, unlike other services, we haven't suffered on soccer as of late. We have overcome the bad patch. We are making you guys money. Look what we did at the weekend with das Bundesliga and the EPL. And if you are cashing with us, please leave us a review for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I know you've probably done it for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, but if you do it here for the Soccer Gambling Podcast, I will be bringing those locks back. I'm looking to do that as soon as possible, but I need the reviews from you guys. I'll be back with another edition of the EPL Show at the weekend and the Bundesliga but until then good luck with all your bets as always guys and thanks for listening